All right, so um, yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the the Black Belt Show, our our first episode back in a month, and you know we're trying some different things. You know we're trying to put some video in there, add some video entertainment, and today we got Mr. Nikki Taranta. Uh, Nikki, is that your real last name, Taranta? So so Taranta is actually not my last name. It is uh, my mother-in-law's maiden name. Uh, okay. She's she's Brazilian, um, so I kind of just like stole it from her for the name of the brand. <laughs> Sure, sure. Oh, but, uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, go. No, so I was going to say, because we, we wanted to, so you're starting up a brand, a Nogi shorts brand um, that we want to talk to you about. But before we do all that, can you kind of just tell us about your your background, you know, how you started training and, you know, who the hell are you? Who's, who's Nikki Taranta? What's he got going on? Yeah, no, for sure. So, um, So I would say... Four years ago, actually, just last week, I started training. And how that kind of all started was I was, you know, I was always into lifting and like working out like in high school and whatnot in college. And by the time I graduated college, I, I got like pretty serious into lifting and had hit like some really good like powerlifting-ish numbers for my size. You know, I was about like 170. I, I had like a 315 bench press. I pulled 405 deadlift, uh, squatted like 350. And I kind of just got like burnt out at the gym and I was like really tired of like doing the same like repetitive movements over and over again. And so I kind of just like gave up and like quit going and I'm like, whatever, like I'm just gonna be like lazy. And after like, kind of <laughs> I accepted being lazy. Right. And then like, after about like a year, I'm like, no, like this isn't good. I like, I started like gaining weight again. And um, I'm like, you gotta do something. And I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast at the time. And I'm sure he must be responsible for about half the people that do jujitsu nowadays. But, uh, you know, he described it as chess with dire consequences, jujitsu. And that sounded like really interesting and like made it more of like really talked up the hype of like the mental game, which I'm just only now figuring out like four years in, as you know, <laughs> so hard. But uh, so like that was kind of like the spark and like the idea of it. And I probably like after I thought about wanting to do it, I probably waited another like five or six months because you know I was nervous and like oh like go do like something new and like you're gonna be like like you don't know anyone and like you're gonna want to do it it's, you know a lot of a lot of schools are expensive so you know it's like a big like monetary commitment as well and I feel like I was probably at the time like oh you know like once I get like more money or like once I have this and I had, I had like every excuse in the book and uh and then my wife went to Brazil uh because that's where she's from she's born in Brazil and uh her family's brazilian and she was in august a few i guess four years ago she stayed there for like a month and i'm like well i got nothing to do now like i guess i might as well go do this and like so i like went to like the local school that happened to be like in my town i i looked up like different reviews for different jiu-jitsu schools uh i checked out like reddit and kind of like see like what people like advise like in the area and one of like maybe like the three or four schools in New Jersey was like the school that happened to be like right in my town. So I'm like, Oh, cool. Like that works. Like it's like five minutes away from my house. Like I'll go there. I like pulled up the first day and I like went in and I'm like, Hey, like I'm like interested in like signing up for, for like jujitsu or whatever. Um, I'm like, I'm like ready to do it. He's like, okay, like you want like a week or like a week, like free trial or something. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm committed. Like, let's go. Like I'm going to, I'll do, I like signed up for like six months. 
Um, I'm like, let's just do it. And like, we'll see what happens. Cause like, I want to like really commit and like see how this goes. Cause it's easy to like, if you're like, oh, well, like I'm going to sign up and we do this for a month and then you could kind of like weasel your way out or figure out a way, especially in the beginning. But, um, so, so they like choked me out was like the first thing, like before they signed up, they're like, we want you to like, feel like what this like feels like, like just to like be in this like sort of position and whatnot. I'm like, cool. Yeah. And like, they did it. And I'm like, all right, cool. They're like, okay, well you come back tomorrow for class. And like, from there I was like instantly hooked. So I, like I was saying, my wife was away for like a month. So like, I think I trained like five, six days a week because I had nothing else going on. I was just working and going to jujitsu and I was so addicted and it was like so much fun. And then after some time, you know, then you get the more in the beginning, it's all new and fun. And you're like trying to like figure stuff out. And then as like I started to get more and more into it, like now, like a few years down the road, maybe like two or three years in, I'm like, okay, let's start working in strength training, work strength training back in, work flexibility back in, because now I'm seeing that there's all these now holes kind of like in my game that could be filled on like outside stuff that's not just jujitsu focused and, you know, whether it's like strength or having like a greater range of motion, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't happen on the mats that translates to the mats. So I started like picking up weightlifting again. And just, uh, just this past two months ago, I hit all brand new PRs, which was like pretty awesome. I was excited about, Congratulations. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you, sir. So, so yeah, so, uh, so it's been fun, but that kind of like leads me into like where I'm trying to go now. Uh, and really I'm trying to like focus on this like world of the strength and conditioning around jujitsu and all the different practices that kind of help, uh, jujitsu, help your jujitsu, whether it's like, you know, breath work or like meditation and, uh, you know, even though some of them might be like small, like edges, I feel like a lot of the things, like no one really talks about it as much, at least like in schools, like where I've been, like everyone's just like, well, you know, like time on the mats beats everything and time on the mats does beat everything, but there's only so much that you can like do on the mats. <laughs> and a lot of the other stuff has to be done outside. So what's it, so what's your favorite thing off the mats that you just like, uh, for example, you said meditation. I like meditation. But how could how could meditation? What have you noticed about meditation that's helped you with jujitsu? Meditation specifically, like the idea of like clearing your mind, that's something that I I one you're almost like forced to do a lot of times in jujitsu, like because you have to be so present. But I I almost use it as like a defense. Like if I'm getting crushed and I'm like in like a really bad position, like I need to. I almost like go into like a meditative state. Like sometimes I'll even close my eyes like mid roll and I'm like, okay, just breathe. Like everything's okay. Like what can you do from this position? Like where can you go? And by, because the opposite is if you start freaking out and now you're like panicking, now you're, now you're getting crushed even more. You're not, you're gasping for air. It's harder to breathe. And now you can't think at all. And now you're either going to get passed worse or crushed worse or maybe submitted. So I think, I think that's really helpful. Like I, especially in the early days when a lot of guys are not used to like the pressure. And I remember, you know, being a white belt and being very like just almost tapping just because someone's mounted you like really hard and like your face is being crushed and you're like, Oh, like, what do I do? There's still some guys today that can, that will make me tap from that shit. 
for sure. I mean, it's 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 definitely happened every once in a while. Uh, like someone who's like really big has a lot of pressure, and you're just like, oh no. And that, but that's like that's like the one ego thing that I I don't I try and do. Like I'm like my ego's too big to like let me tap to pressure. I'm like if you catch me with like a good move or like you did something technically right, like cool, like I messed up. But like if it's just you grinding into me. I like I, I. It's so hard for me to accept that. I mean, yeah. it happens on the biggest stages too. Just last weekend, Gordon Ram versus Felipe Pena. I mean, it's it's a thing. It's just I don't know. It's like a mental thing because it almost it feels like giving up, especially when you because you'll see like some guys and you know I've trained with some black belts who are just you know the level of control that they have is like insane. Like I'll start. I I, I have a buddy who literally let me. He's been a black belt for two years now, and I think he's, he's like very, very technical. And he let me just start with a full triangle locked in. And he's like, "Yeah, go for it." And I'm like, "I'm like, what? I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, we're the same size. Like, this is like, I should be able to like finish this. Not even almost. <laughs> like, and, and he was just sitting there for like the first like minute, and I'm like squeezing, and he he has no care in the world. I don't know if his neck muscles are so big, or if he's just used to the pain, because I think that's part of it too. Like, I'll you'll see a lot of white belts like. Maybe I like to do like a paper cutter choke, and if you just just a little bit of pressure, and they're like, "Oh no, no, like I can't do that." Meanwhile, like you have like some other guy where your throat, your like forearms, right in their throat, and they're just like, "What do you got, bro?" It's true, yeah. That's no, true. Yeah, you can rolling with a good black belt someone's... like a it's like a good acid trip or a bad acid trip. <laughs> no, for sure. This, this same guy, I remember he he was he was teaching when I was you know just starting out, and I remember when I went to like his classes is like one of the first class and he his whole class was uh breaking down somewhat being be, someone in your guard and like breaking them down and like keeping like posture and whatnot so he was like postured and i was like trying to break him down and i felt like i was just like hanging on the side of a tree like i could do sit-ups like there was nothing that i was gonna do that was gonna move this guy and it was just like so impressive bro so they got superpowers i it definitely like what you know, one one of my friends just got his black belt. It was super unexpected, and I'm like, so, so you're better now, right? Like, you just, you just got like 10% better at least. He's like, no, people still kick, everyone still kicks my ass. <laughs> well, so but, but dude, tell us about uh, so you're working on you're working on a brand right now for for jujitsu, uh, combat athletes. So tell us about it. So um, so like I mentioned before a little bit, the the brand's called Taranta, and it's based on uh, my mother-in-law's maiden name she's brazilian uh when i looked up kind of like the meaning of taranta it's uh i don't it's not actually portuguese it's spanish and like trans in, in spanish like every different country has different like meaning and i forget which country it was i think maybe mexico uh uses it as like kind of like insanity and so i kind of thought of it as like obsessive madness like that kind of like what happens to you when you get like hooked to like jujitsu and like that's like all you can think about i'm sure you guys know this like you know i have people that i train with all they talk about is jujitsu like no like if they go out and like are in a you know a fun setting like if they don't have someone to talk jujitsu with like they're just sitting in the corner like looking at themselves because <laughs> they don't know what to do uh and i feel like that's like it for a lot of people so when i was trying figure out something to do to try and help and like give back to like the jiu-jitsu community and i've always been really interested in fashion i used to have like a streetwear 
brand back when I was like in high school and early college. And when I was working on that, like I, I loved it and I was a huge fan, but I was kind of, I was designing for like skaters and like, I wasn't really a skater, but that was, that was like the prevalent, uh, you know, thing at the time. And that's what everyone was like, that was, that was the fad, right? Like that was the hype culture, like at the time, like around like Supreme and the hundreds and like all these other like streetwear brands. So I was trying to like, kind of like emulate that. And I felt like an outsider and we did like, okay. And like, I did like some sales, but it, I was, I think part of the fact that I was like an outsider, like didn't really make me like feel like super involved, like in the community. And it felt like almost like a fraud. Um, so like ever since then, I was always thinking like, what, what could I do? What could I do? Like I wanted to go back to like designing and like making because it's so, it's so fun. Like have, I'm, I'm sure you guys, I'm sure you know, right? Like coming up with like the idea of something and then having it come into like a physical form is like the most satisfying thing. It's crazy, it's surreal. It's weird. Like even the, even the like sweatshirt, what? like this is just like a simple sweatshirt. And then like the fact that like we went and like picked them up and like they're like embroidered and screen printed and like, it's it's like the nicest thing. So after all these years, like while I was like, I was trying to figure out like, what can I do next? What can I do next? I, I, I kind of always thought about doing a jujitsu brand, but I felt again, kind of like I was trying to do something that I wasn't shouldn't be allowed to do right like i you know i was only a blue belt like who am i to like say like we like this for jujitsu right like i feel like a lot of people who are business people in like the jujitsu world they're like high level uh brown belts black belts like people know them they have like some sort of following maybe uh i i, I don't know i don't think that's the case for you guys right but um and, and we, and we talked about that too. And I think that was, that was one of the things that helped me feel better about it as well. You're like, dude, like who cares? Like you don't need to be an expert in jujitsu to do stuff for jujitsu. So when I'm trying to figure it out, I'm like, what's, what's happening kind of like in jujitsu and around jujitsu and what are other people doing? What are other people not doing? And when I really looked at, you know, the landscape of brands around jujitsu, I saw that there was a lot of brands that'll, that'll make a $300 super premium gi, like Origin, let's say. And, you know, those gis are amazing. Shoyer Roll, $280. People buy them all day. And they're great. They're high quality. But there's not, there, I didn't see that kind of level of detail and craftsmanship in on the no-gi side. And I, I see now, like, some brands are doing, like, a little better maybe, but I still haven't really found the perfect no-gi short. And that's kind of like how this whole journey started. A lot of brands are either using some like default, like board short type uh, like mechanism where they're using like some sort of uh, Velcro and ties. And I mean, the, I, I don't know who came up with that, but after like six months of rolling, like that Velcro never works. And then like your shorts are falling off and you're like, I spent $70 on these and now- It doesn't feel badass. The Velcro doesn't feel badass. <laughs> no, for sure, yeah. right? Like it, it doesn't feel great. Like you're throwing it on and like it's loose. And you're like, it's like playing it's with like your It's like you're wearing Reeboks. It's like you're wearing Reeboks from like you know. No offense to Reeboks, but you know what I'm saying. I don't. I don't understand even why. What like the purpose of it is? Like may, I'm sure maybe someone has a reason why that there's Velcro and maybe it like fits people better. But I think you know we're we're gonna work on we're 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 gonna have I should say. Uh, like an elastic waistband that you just tie on the inside because I've noticed that that works like a lot better. Like 
similar to like a pair of basketball shorts. Um, like the holding in of it all. And a lot of times with like the Velcro, then there's like multiple layers of like where the tie goes versus like the Velcro and then everything has to wrap around. It makes just putting the shorts on to begin with like a much harder endeavor. So from, from there, we're gonna do the Velcro waist and then no, no external pockets, obviously, because they're jujitsu grappling shorts. But we do have like two pockets on the inside because I think that's that's one of the other big problems. And I'm sure probably for you guys who live in the city, like you're going to the gym in your shorts probably, and like you have nothing, like your phone's in your bag or something. So we're gonna have like an internal pocket, like in the back, so you can throw your phone, like oh, yeah. a little a little pocket in the front for like your keys or like a mouth guard or something. But just so like you have something on you like in between, because like not having pockets is like the least useful thing, especially in 2022, where I have like a hundred things in my pockets every day between wallet, keys, cell phone, uh, you know, whatever else you have, a fidget spinner, <laughs> who knows? But uh, so, that, so that was another thing that we, that I really wanted to focus on. And then really lastly, the biggest part was one that cut and like making sure that when, that you have enough like room uh, like in the shorts, I'll, I have, again, like I, I, I squat a little bit. I lift a lot of weights, right? So like I have bigger thighs and like a lot of times like what will happen is like my shorts just become like a, like a Speedo, like halfway through like a roll because they're grinding up, grinding up. And then they're just like stuck there because they have like this tight end. So we're going to have like some, some like slits on the side to allow for better breathability and movability. And then really focus on the number one aspect of what we're really worried about is the the actual fabric. So we're we're sourcing a four-way stretch, antimicrobial, um, <clears throat> fast drying, odor resistant material, uh, and that's really what's kind of causing me the biggest issue right now. Um, just because we are like a small brand and like have finding someone who sell me this like the the amount that I need because it's such like a small amount compared to like an, another manufacturer uh, is, is really kind of like the sticking point I'm at now, especially because uh, I, I didn't mention this, but our, it's to be 100% uh, made in America. And that, that's the other thing that's kind of like tripping me up. If, you know, easily I could have, I could have sent this out to China and we would have, I'd have shorts already and they'd probably be pretty perfect. Um, because they just have so much more stuff over there and they can do so much more. Uh, but I think, I think it's really important to, to do American made, especially now with, you know, everything that's been kind of going on over the past few years between COVID and people losing their jobs. And I think we really need to bring, you know, jobs back to America. And I, I see, I think small businesses, especially American, uh, <laughs> especially American manufactured brand businesses are going to be, what what's really kind of projecting into the future for the next like 15 20 years uh because i think after that we've just like kind of had like maybe like anti-america sediment i think it's kind of starting to like flip around and people want to support local businesses and small businesses and are trying to get away from like the bigger brands they see you know nike's got sweatshops overseas and they don't agree with that or a lot of these brands are now making like political statements about things that everyone doesn't agree with, which I think is totally fine. But, um, you know, I think it's pretty
smaller brands, especially uh, if they have really good values, which is what we're trying to do. Yeah, no, I think that I think that makes sense. I think especially not to get too political here, but you never know, like going forward, um, what our relationship will be like with China in five five years, eight years, you know, where let's say shit hits the fan and you're not allowed to manufacture over there anymore. Um, but the sad truth is, though, man, there's manufacturers, especially in the states, unless you're a big boy, you know, with big pockets, which I don't think any of us are yet. It's tough. They don't give a fuck about you. You know, they don't give a fuck about you. I know, but it makes the journey that much sweeter. I think you know to, but no, those those pants sound pretty badass though. Um, I, I truthfully, I don't think I've ever heard someone talk with that much passion about Noki pants before. I don't know, maybe 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 I'm crazy that I'm this passionate about Noki shorts. Like maybe no one else can be like into them, but I don't. Maybe hopefully my passion alone will really kind of like spark people's interest because because I think I'll. It seems at least that a lot of these brands, all they do is just like create a cool design for the shorts, but like 60% of the brands have the same shorts. And like, so it's like, what's, why, why am I gonna wear, you know, these Tatami shorts versus, you know, these Shoya Roll shorts that are like very similar. One just has a Shoya Roll logo on it. Like now, now it's worth twice as much somehow. <laughs> no, I agree. No, I, th I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. I think, you know, if you can show that, you know, it can affect your, it can affect your performance by even a little bit. I think the odor resistant too, in general. I mean, fuck. My that caught my eye. Yeah. I got some jujitsu stuff where the moment I start walking in them, I smell. Ooh, <laughs> I wouldn't want to roll with me. <laughs> I feel you. I feel bad for people. I am like the sweatiest person uh, possible. I'm Italian. I'm hairy. It doesn't help. Uh, but like, you know, what, one guy was just joking yesterday on Wednesday, we, I was, we were rolling and I guess, you know, my, the guy I trained with is like pretty old school. So it was like 88 degrees. It wasn't 90 anymore. He's like, all right, we're not turning the fans on today. <laughs> I'm just like sweating my face off. And, you know, after, after, uh, class, you know, I took off my gear or whatever and like left it there. And then I grabbed Uggy and like went to the locker room or whatever. And I like go into the locker room. <laughs> one of my other friends like comes in he's like, he's like, He's like, is this yours? He's like, he's like, I just picked up the sweatiest gi ever. And he's like, I know this couldn't be mine. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, my bad. <laughs> and, oh, fuck and, yeah. yeah. The, the, the smell that you get after is just, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> and even on rap guards too, man. I mean, it's weird. It's weird. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll walk to the gym and I'll have my rap guard underneath because just one eye. I don't, you know. Um, I don't know what time I'm going to get there. And sometimes, you know, just rash guards and noogie stuff, they just have a smell. They have a scent sometimes. Obviously, you can wash them, but, like, sometimes they just have a weird smell. You know what I mean? It, like, lives in there. I, I, it, I think it's something to do with the, uh, like, the spandex kind of maybe, like, holding on to, like, that scent, especially with all, like, the stretch fabrics. Like, it really, I think the scent really gets in there. Mm-hmm. So do you have any preliminary designs yet? So I do, I, I have the design. The design's actually off uh, at the manufacturer. I have a manufacturer out in Texas uh, who's helping me out. And it, it, it is funny, like you say, thankfully like they're working with me and they have like no like minimum order. But I they when I, I actually visited them back in April and when I was down there, they, they, they had to show you a role me there. And, and they were telling me that they were, uh, they're making something similar for someone else 
And I'm like, oh yeah. They're like, yeah, we just spent like $10,000 like on this machine to like sew geese together. I'm like, my order for these shorts probably isn't even gonna be thousand dollars. Like uh-huh. I'm such a little dog at this game right now. That's all right. No, I mean I think it's I think it's cool. I think uh, I mean what's been the, what do you think has been the the biggest challenge in terms of I guess the actual product and then in terms of mentally because just like jujitsu, I mean entrepreneurship is just as much mental as it really is anything else. Hundred percent. So. I think, uh, like, physically, like, the hardest part is is finding this, like, right, correct material. Because I think this the material is what's going to, like, make the difference versus, like, all the other shorts. And how it feels on you is what I think is going to be, like, the driving force of, like, people wanting to, like, buy them. So that's, like, the biggest problem that I still haven't really solved. I have, you know, we, we're making sample shorts right now, and I hopefully have them in two weeks but for that like i just pulled the trigger on it i'm like let's just use this fabric like i need to get a sample of the shorts so we can see how they fit before we do anything and then we can change the fabric out after but that was like one of the problems i was kind of like in this like weird limbo state like trying to like find this for a while and then i think one of the one of the things the biggest issues mentally was just i kind of had too much faith in the manufacturer I, you know, I, I spoke to a bunch of them and this is the one that I picked and I thought that they would do a really good job. And I'm not saying that they haven't or that they won't, but a lot of times when you work with manufacturers, they expect you to provide everything for them and then they'll just assemble. And since I was kind of just like starting out and I don't have like all these connections, I asked them, I'm like, Hey, can you guys, you know, source the fabric, source the elastic for the waistband, source this, et cetera. They're like, yeah, no worries. Cool. Um, and then I put, my issue was I put too much faith in that and I'm like, okay, cool guys. Like, yeah, send me samples of fabrics. Like I'll approve and whatnot. And maybe, maybe I should have been more on top of them or whatever it was. I wasn't. And that's kind of, that's, I lost like two months in that time of just like, kind of like waiting around for them and not being as proactive as I probably should have been. So now I've been on my end, while they're working on making the samples, I'm, you know, I'm reaching out to other apparel manufacturers and different uh, <clears throat> fabric manufacturers that are based here in the States to see what we can do to replace these, this the shorts, if it turns out they don't really like it. You know, you know what might be a good idea? Uh, I know we were just talking shit on China and I'm for, I'm all for fuck, fuck China, but you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea if you had I mean, if you had enough capital and cash and it wasn't that expensive and if they could really get it quicker and make the right shorts, it wouldn't be a bad idea to maybe if you can find it somewhere who can do it again for cheap and quick and get the right product for you in China and just to have like a proper sample that you can get quicker. That way you can even send it to manufacturers uh, in the U.S. and that might make your, your make it go faster for you idea now that you said that because i actually could have done this in china pretty easily one of uh one of my dad's friends really good friend he all was like he designs stuff and gets it manufactured in uh china so he he literally has like a girl that works for him who's chinese who goes around and finds like the factories that will be the best at like making whatever he needs made 
And I'd like spoken with him like in the beginning when I was going through this and before I had like an actual design. And he's like, yeah, like he's like, once you have it, like, let me know, like, we'll talk, we'll send it over and like, we'll find someone to like make them for you. <clears throat> and as I was kind of like going through like the design process, I was more and more just like, I think the fact of it being like an American brand uh, would be better than if it was like made in China. So I kind of like, dis not disconnected, but like I didn't follow up, follow through with that. And, but I was actually just talking to my dad yesterday and he's like, you know, he might be able to help you like even stateside. So I, I think I am gonna reach out to him and see, especially with that idea, maybe we'll just get a like a good legit sample made and kind of like go from there. Yeah, and I just wanna say, Props to you because I'm sure it would have been a million times easier if you just said, fuck, you know, fuck supporting America. I'm going to just go to China and get help. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think it's important. I think like as business owners, like we, business owners, right? I don't, I don't even have an LLC yet, but, <laughs> but like as business owners and entrepreneurs, right? Like I think what we do is like really important and like the decisions that we make is really what kind of like pushes the economy forward and pushes you know society forward like no one some people might be asking for you know things made in america but if no one actually makes them in america then they can't get it and they're just going to buy the next thing anyway so if we don't you know make these decisions and fulfill these needs then who else is gonna because because you know that you know nike's not going to start making you know athletic shorts and shoes in oregon like there's, there's no way yeah, and I'm not trying to shit on Shiro or Ruka because I both uh, big brands I love, but I'm uh, pretty sure my Shiro rolls and even my Shiro or Ruka, pretty sure they're all made in Pakistan. So yeah, everything's made in Pakistan or Thailand, most in Pakistan, and then Thailand and um, China. I like literally like when I I talked to this guy like a few months ago when we we're I was kind of like coming up with everything and. I, I was like, look, like these are like all these like rash guards that people make. These are like different shorts. Like this is what they're doing. And like the first thing he did was like, oh, like okay, like where did where is this made? Oh, Pakistan. Oh, Indonesia. I think Ruka makes a bunch of their stuff in Indonesia. I love I love them too. They have great stuff. They, they're one of the only rash guards that I think are different than other people's rash guards, um, which is great. But yeah, I think no no one is making it in America, and you know that's not to say anything against them. You know, maybe at their level that that's what they have to do but i think you know at least for me i want to do better and try and do better no i think that's cool man you, you could brand it as you know an american jiu-jitsu brand but you can get all the, the top jiu-jitsu guys who are super patriotic because you know i think like jiu-jitsu is also one of those communities where even if you're not from from us like even a lot of the brazilians that come in like they're very proud to be americans and live in america uh and they're more proud than like fucking kids who grew up downtown Manhattan, you know, and, you know, never the, the had a who, car in their life. The people who grow up in downtown Manhattan, though, are, like, disconnected from reality. It's true. <laughs> but, but, but that it's, is, that is so true. I, I will say, right, because my mother-in-law is, is Brazilian, and, like, she is, like, the most patriotic American, like, ever. And it, 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 it is just funny. And I think, especially jujitsu, it's, like, almost like this thing, it's, like, Brazilian born American race, like everyone, it, like it was, you know, they figured out jujitsu in Brazil, but now, you know, all the best guys are here in America, right? Like the number one guy in the world isn't in Brazil. 
right now. Mm. Where is he? He's training here because this is where everyone is. <clears throat> and I think, I think, although like I, I love the idea of being American made, you know, one of, one of the things I do want to do down the road too is like maybe like a heritage collection made in Brazil. Uh, I think yeah. that would be cool. <laughs> and I have, again, I have some connections fucking dope. there. I have some connections there because my mom and mom's like family is over there. So we can get it done. That's awesome. But again, I want. But again, I think first thing is the American made, and maybe maybe I'm stupid for doing it the hard way. But no, maybe but be careful. See on the other end, some kids who grew up in downtown Manhattan might not support your business because it's made in America. <laughs> They'll see it as a negative thing. I think that, like you were saying, a lot of uh, people who do jujitsu are very pro-America. And you know, there, there, a lot of law enforcement work does jujitsu, so I think I think it's just a very pro-America, pro-freedom uh, kind of like people who are involved in it. You don't you don't see a lot of the you know people who are you know ultra liberal uh, do jujitsu. I think probably because if they did jujitsu, they'd figure out that there's no such thing as equality, and that you have to work if you want to be as good as someone else. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe it's I'll be a black belt and and some fucking two hundred fifty pound white belt will come in one day and kick my ass and ruin my idea of equality. Exactly, right? On that's yeah. that's the other great thing about jujitsu though, right? On any given day, for the like if you're if you're good and you do you could do one thing perfect, like you could beat someone who's better than you. That's yeah, true. So then, can you can you show us a design on the thing or? Um, yeah, I oh, you guys are lucky. I was not prepared for this. Uh, I do have to have like the the sample drawings right here. <laughs> sure. So I don't my video. I don't know how great it is that we're gonna be able to. I don't know why this isn't focusing on me. Maybe put it so, a little uh, closer. Okay, so that's the top place then. It's the bar on the logo we on the have bottom like, front. We, yeah, we got a full logo on the bottom front. This is a thick waistband. This is like an inch and a half waistband, so it's like really comfortable. Oh, finally we got some focus. It's like it's going to be really comfortable, and then like I was saying, it's going to have internal uh, like drawstrings, so it doesn't get like caught on anything. This is like the little pocket on the front inside where you could that that'll fit the mouth, or you can throw keys in there or whatever you want. Uh, what else do we got? So that's the front. This is like kind of like the side, like I was talking about, how we're gonna have this like slit opening so that when you're like moving around and stuff, like it's more a little more open at the bottom. It doesn't start like grabbing onto like your legs. Almost like kind of like um, you know, kind of like, and like shorts. UFC shorts. It's shorts. Index under the shorts. Yeah. Okay, cool. Very cool. And then what do we, and then this is the, oh, where's the back? I don't know. I left that page, but this, this is a little bit general of everything. And then, so the back, you know, the back is going to have the logo. And that's, that's actually, this, this is actually the coolest part that I would about. Back to have the logo and it's going to be like a rubber patch that's basically going to be able to be like switched out. So we're going to do like special editions or, you know, schools can get like their own. And then you can get it right on there, or you can do like ranked patches as well. I have a bunch of ideas for that as well, but we'll see. Try and work in like a belt ranking system into it that you don't have to short time, but 
that is still undetermined of how we're going to do that. <laughs> that would be badass. You know, have a have a blue belt if a uh, stripe across or for the for the top part. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was trying to figure out a way to have like maybe like a spandex belt wrap around like where the waistband is, look actual, and then you could like kind of like compete in it. And then if you get promoted and you're no longer blue belt and you're purple belt, you have to like not use those shorts anymore. You just switch out the belt. Well, even like, well, even like, um, I may, I don't know if it's harder to do with initial order, but even just off the bat, what if you just did like each waistband was different color and then the middle of the waistband was your logo. And so the waistband was like the belt and like the logo was the, you know. Yeah, that is, that's another, that was the other option too. For the first round, uh, I'm trying to do, for the first round, I'm trying to be simple, right? Like we're just doing black, sure, sure, yeah. black. And of course. from there we'll try and like go out and like see what else we can do in like different colorways and styles and exactly. And, and really I want this to be like a living like piece of, like a continuous journey, like on these shorts, like, so these, these are like the prototype version zero ones, you know, I want it, I want it every year or however frequently we do it, like continue to try and like make these like better um, and better through, through some testing. <laughs> of course. Hey, just like jujitsu, entrepreneurship is a forever long journey. It only stops when you give up. Too many people give up though. And they think that, um, you know, well, they, they've been like trying for so long and they're like, oh, like I'm not going to be there. And a lot of times I feel like that's like just, you know, you give up like right before like the breakthrough is about to happen. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys have like seen that meme, like with the, with the two guys with like the pickaxes, like trying to go for like diamonds. Like that, yeah. I think that's so key in like so many places and times in life, like no matter what, like it, it's almost like as soon as you get to that point where you're like so frustrated by like how hard you're doing, like that's when things start to like break and like happen and like the work that you put in ends up actually like paying off. I think all of life, I think it, as long as you're chasing excellence, you're just getting a little better. It's never easy. But I think, I think that's part of it. And um, I think jujitsu shows that and it, it's almost like the, I think the way of life or what life, the meaning of life maybe like you're just supposed to try and try and do more and pursue things and you know maybe it's going to take you 10 years maybe it'll take you 20 years maybe it's gonna, maybe it's this really hard task that it'll take your whole lifetime but if you're moving forward and you're going towards like your goal and your vision like that's a successful life right sitting sitting in in an office getting paid six figures hating your life and waiting for the clock to hit five o'clock is like there's no way to live your life and I think, I think too many people do that and they think, oh, you know, they daydream and fantasize and visualize like, oh, like one day I'll be out here and like do this other thing. And it's like, well, what are you doing now to like move that needle forward? Like you're just hoping and dreaming that that's going to happen. Like there's no way, that, like unless you win the lottery, like that's, it's not just going to happen. And even that you have to buy the ticket, right? Like you have to do something to make it happen. It's sitting too there, relatable. <laughs> sitting there and hoping is no i know it's too relatable because it happens to everyone it's happened to me for so long they uh but it but it but it really is important and like you need to move the needle and i was just reading this book recently um called the slate edge and that's basically what the entire book's about it's like as long as you move one percent half a percent as long as you move forward you're gonna get closer to the goal and 
if it, no matter how long it takes, if you keep taking steps forward, eventually you'll get there. Like, it's hard to say how long, but you go down the path, right? And even if, and, and you, that, that's another like idea that I love to that I talk about with a lot of people, the idea of like, even if you don't know exactly what you want to do or where you want to go, just by like walking down like a path is how you'll decide if that's what you want or not. And maybe you get halfway down the path and you'll not, then you'll see like another path and you're like, oh shit, like I could go that way. And that actually really aligns better. And that's, that's actually easier for me because I love it more. And too many people kind of get like stuck in that like planning stage and like, what are we going to do? And I think, you know, that, that kind of like hap- I I even got caught in it too over these like past six months. Like I was telling you, I, I kind of got like held up on these like manufacturing of these shorts. And I, it, I reached out to I, this week. This is actually almost why we have this whole podcast right now. I'm like, yo, like, what do you think about me pivoting a little bit and like making rash guards and like t-shirts and like some other stuff to like, start selling and promoting and being able to like make content around before we get the shorts, because, you know, I don't know if it's going to be another six months to get them right. And then, then it's the whole idea of like, well, right or perfect or like how much do you need? Right. And I think at least for this product myself, it, it might change as, you know, days change and ideas change. But I think, I think because this is going to be the thing that's going to actually differentiate us from all these other big brands, that I, I do want it to be like 90% right or like 95% of the way there. Like, I think because like, if I do rash guards, like they're gonna be any, like anyone else's rash guards. I don't have the capacity to make custom rash guards right now uh, just because of with the shorts. So, you know, I could get custom rash guards printed up with like our designs that'll be like really cool that people will like. And I think that's like fine and well enough to at least start creating content around and, like promoting we did like a photo shoot <clears throat> a couple weeks back so i could start like having like the, the instagram up and so we like had like i have like this sweatshirt and then i have like a rash guard that i just like got printed up but you know people every, everyone like loves it and like I'm, I'm at least like sourcing good blanks and whatnot i got a lot of like people told me that this sweatshirt is like their favorite sweatshirt that they have which is crazy <laughs> but then like then i made like some like rash guards that we did. Badass. <laughs> Those are sick. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, send us the link. We'll fucking get to. That's badass. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any. Oh, that's like that. These are samples. I had like six of these. I'll get you guys some sweatshirts. Okay. The sweatshirt's pretty dope too. So we got Fuck this, yeah. and then the back is like, I don't know if you can see this. Ooh. Obsession. Nah, that's fucking cool. It's got like it's kind of got like yeah, a Japanese cool. streetwear style. <laughs> yeah. I thought it's that, that impression. That, <laughs> no japanese streetwear like cyberpunk is like kind of like the you know idea and like ethos that we're kind of like going at that i'm kind of going after i think like this this whole idea of like um you know into like the metaverse and like matrix kind of thing uh is like kind of cool and really almost like um you know mirrors like this idea of like jujitsu that like now you're kind of like in this like other deeper world that like you know no, no one even understands what's going on like if, if someone who doesn't know what jiu-jitsu is like watch the jiu-jitsu match they're like these guys are moving one inch at a time like what is happening like dude those inches are huge <laughs> you don't know you don't know how, you don't know what it takes to move your hand one inch <laughs> well nikki how can uh, you know as we wrap up the show uh, how can we how can we support you how can people support you where can people start following, supporting your brand? I know you said that shorts got some time, but it's never too early to 
just start telling people what you're all about, you know? So how can we support you and stuff? So, so the brand's Instagram is Toronto Sport. The website's torontosport.com. Uh, you can follow me on my personal Instagram, which is Nikki Toronto. In uh, Toronto, spelled T A R A N T A. And on on my on my Instagram, I post like a lot of like my training pictures and uh, you know workouts that I'm doing. And then on the main page, you know, we're working on you know being a little more uh, have like some good stuff on and more information uh, in the coming weeks and months. We're we're working. I'm working with one of my friends who's a physical therapist and we're actually going to be <clears throat> working on like some sort of like longevity uh like workout program maybe like three or four days a week um that we're gonna we're gonna give out to everyone who's on our mailing list so if you guys want to sign up on our mailing list that's at torontosport.com uh so once that once we kind of like finalize that we'll start sending it out to everyone and promoting that and that'll be a lot of we'll, we'll show a lot of that on the instagram as well the different movements and whatnot but yeah, we got we got a lot of stuff coming out, and like I was saying, you know, we have a lot of designs for some shirts and rash guards that should hopefully be out maybe in the next month or so, since we're gonna be waiting on the shorts for a little while. Well, let us know that that rash guard was bad. It looked like, um, you know, because I think I don't know, I don't think you're taking this brand there. But when I hear like Taranta, I think of tarantula, and then when I think of like when I see the black rash guard, I'm like. Of uh, Black Spider Man, the symbiote symbiote suit Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> now, now yeah. <laughs> now that you say that, I do kind of see it on the on the rash guard. That's funny because like how the back is like all warped and whatnot. <laughs> no, but that's my, I, I, he was my favorite uh, superhero. So uh, no, I like that. I think I think it looks really badass. I'm gonna get you guys some stuff once uh, once I have some more. No, let us know, bro. We'll be happy to support, man. Let's... So much. I really appreciate you, man. Thank hey, you yeah, for dude. having well, me. Well, hey, too. fuck yeah, dude. Absolutely, bro. It's... Now we have fun, and uh, well, so we're we're gonna wrap it up, but we're gonna uh, we'll follow up with you uh, follow up with you later. Um, I'll message you after this. Uh, thanks for coming on, dude. And next time, like, if you ever want to come on again, like in the next month or two, or just share an update about your brand or even when you have a launch or whatever, let us know. And we'll even, we'll even share it with like just our Instagram story and stuff too. Much. I really appreciate you guys. Fuck yeah, bro. And also, uh